1: That's audible.com slash WonderyPod, or text WonderyPod to 500
2: Tonight, it's been one of the bloodiest days in FBI history, after agents were shot during a raid in Florida. Two FBI agents who specialized in crimes against children killed. Three others wounded, trying to serve a warrant in a child pornography case. Tonight, the first calls for help and the latest details. Singularly responsible, the Democrats' case against former President Trump, accusing him of setting off rioters like a loaded cannon. And Trump's legal team responds, saying the Senate can't try an ex-president. Plus... And then I just start to hear these yells of, where is she? Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's revelation. Vaccinated at your local pharmacy? The new White House plan tonight to increase the number of shots to Americans. Reversing Trump's hardline immigration policies. President Biden aims to reunite families separated at the border. Women and the pandemic. In our series, we look at the economic toll, a she-session. Why more women are leaving the workforce than men. Putin, the poisoner. Protests tonight as opposition leader Alexei Navalny lashes out at the Russian president after he's sentenced to prison. Leaving in his prime, the surprise announcement about Amazon's founder, Jeff Bezos. And plot twist, how this group of women in a small town book club banded together to vaccinate their community.
3: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell reporting from the nation's capital. Good
2: evening and thank you for joining us. There are several major headlines as we come on the air tonight, including former President Trump laying out his defense strategy for the first time ahead of next week's Senate impeachment trial. We're going to have more on that in just a moment, but we want to begin with that breaking news on that bloody shootout in a quiet neighborhood north of Miami. Tonight, two veteran FBI agents are dead and three others have been shot after they were ambushed outside of an apartment complex in Sunrise, Florida. The shooter, who was being investigated on child pornography charges, reportedly used a doorbell video camera to watch the agents approach his home before blasting gunfire through his unopened front door. Well, tonight... The shooter is dead after a standoff that shut down traffic and locked down parts of the city. And the entire FBI is reeling, trying to figure out how a routine operation turned into a horrible massacre. We've got a lot of news tonight for you and your family. Our team is standing by to cover it all. CBS's Manuel Bohorkas is going to lead off our coverage from the scene of that deadly shooting in Florida. Good evening, Manny.
4: Nora, good evening. Tonight, President Biden has expressed his condolences to the families of those agents on this one of the deadliest days for the FBI in decades. Tonight, special teams continue to scour the scene behind me, trying to determine exactly how five agents could have been shot, including what type of intelligence may have been gathered before the incident. The chaos erupted around 6 a.m. as FBI agents served a search warrant in a child pornography case.
1: SWAT operation was mostly gunshot victims.
4: Officers found five agents had been shot, two killed. The gunman authorities say killed himself.
1: Our chosen profession is fraught with danger. Today, this grim reality has taken two of our best from our family.
4: The fallen special agents Daniel Alphen and Laura Schwarzenberger were saluted as their flag-draped remains were escorted to the medical examiner, both well-known for their work fighting crimes against children. Schwarzenberger had taken to local news channels and even visited schools to warn the youngest and most vulnerable against becoming victims. President Biden was briefed on the shootout earlier
5: today. They put their lives on the line and uh, it's a hell of a price to pay.
4: Today's shooting is a painful reminder of another deadly day for the FBI in South Florida, the April 1986 shootout that left two agents dead just 30 miles from today's scene.
6: That pretty much changed the way the FBI um, trains their FBI agents.
4: Retired FBI agent Catherine Schweitz says rigorous training cannot protect against every risk.
6: Anytime you approach somebody who doesn't want to be arrested, you can't train completely around that
4: special agent, uh, excuse me, special agent, um, the the woman who was killed. I'm so sorry for forgetting her name right now. Well, she is the third woman uh, FBI agent killed in the line of duty outside of 9-11. Two other agents were shot several times. They are in the hospital tonight in stable condition. Nora.
2: Horrific day for the FBI. Mandy Horcas thank you. And now to some other breaking news tonight. Former President Trump's new legal team is laying out his defense strategy ahead of next week's Senate impeachment trial, just as House Democrats say they'll accuse him of a betrayal of historic proportions. CBS's Chris Van Cleve reports tonight from the Capitol.
7: Tonight, Democrats call former President Donald Trump singularly responsible for inciting the assault on the Capitol January 6th while Mr. Trump's legal team argues his remarks that day are protected by the First Amendment.
3: And if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore.
7: In a filing today, Mr. Trump's legal team claims those words were not calling for violent action, but were about the need to fight for election security in general. But House impeachment managers will respond with social media evidence, arguing President Trump's responsibility for the events of January 6th is unmistakable. Mr. Trump's team also plans to argue his second impeachment trial is unconstitutional since he's no longer president, a view not shared by most legal experts. His lawyers also plan to reference Mr. Trump's debunked claims of a stolen election, a move criticized even by Senate Republican jurors. Still, after 45 Republicans voted to dismiss the trial in a test vote last week, some Democrats see conviction as virtually impossible.
8: I'm very worried about going through this trial and having the punchline at the end being Trump acquitted again.
7: Um, And I close
1: the door and I just keep hearing these bang, bang, bang.
7: The trauma of the Capitol attack is still raw for many on the Hill. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez relived hiding in her office bathroom.
1: I mean, I thought I was going to die.
7: Speaking to more than 150,000 watching on Instagram Live, AOC also revealed she's a sexual assault survivor and criticized the push from the right to move on after the violence.
1: These folks who tell us to move on, that it's not a big deal, that we should forget what's happened, or even telling us to apologize, um, these are the same tactics of abusers.
7: And tonight, police officer Brian Sicknick's remains will begin lying in honor inside the Capitol Rotunda. Sicknick is the Capitol police officer who was beaten to death during the riots last month. He is only the fifth private citizen to lie in honor inside the Capitol. Nora.
2: Chris Van Cleve, thank you. The U.S. hit a critical milestone today in the COVID pandemic. The number of Americans who have had at least one COVID shot now exceeds the total number of confirmed cases in the U.S. But as CBS's Omar Villafranca reports, there are new worries tonight about dangerous COVID mutations.
8: A stark new warning tonight on the nation's dire COVID crisis. I think with these new variants, the one particularly from England, it's very possible in the next 6 to 14 weeks we could see actually the uh, worst uh, of the pandemic uh, that we've had to date. That U.K. variant is already in at least 33 states. And now it's started to mutate overseas, raising concerns current vaccines may be less effective against it. Is there any sense of urgency, doctor, to at least get the first round of a vaccine yeah, yeah. i can't emphasize in strong enough terms how important it is for as many people as possible to get vaccinated as soon as possible pfizer announcing it's planning to study whether a third dose may be needed after six months to 12 months to be more effective against variants and dr fauci revealing today the cdc may recommend
3: double masks when people tell me or ask me should i be wearing two masks i say you know if it makes you feel better to do two masks The chances are you're going to get an enhanced protection. So why not go ahead and do it? Tonight, the
8: Biden administration is expanding access to vaccines by giving a million doses to more than 6,000 pharmacies starting next week with more on the way. Walmarts in Chicago began vaccinating customers today. And in Texas, health officials are hoping to fast track shots by turning Texas Motor Speedway into a massive vaccination site. For three days, cars will cram 16 lanes in the racetrack's parking lot, where officials plan to administer 1,000 shots an hour, 10,000 shots a day. But how important is this region-wise? This is really part of the race to herd immunity. Here, the goal is needles and arms. The clinic will open back up for two more days this week. And already, more than 160,000 people are on a waiting list just to get vaccinated here. Health officials say if they get another large shipment of doses, they'll open the clinic back up again. Nora.
2: Omar there at the Texas Motor Speedway. Thank you. And we're going to turn now to that monster cross-country storm that has buried the southeast. Several towns in northern New Jersey got slammed with more than 30 inches of snow, coming within an inch of records going back more than a century. CBS's Mola Lenghi shows us the cleanup.
3: After a relentless snowfall that has still not lit up, the East Coast is shoveling out from under more than 33 inches in some places.
6: This is the craziest snowstorm ever. There is so much.
3: It was all hands on deck in Allentown, Pennsylvania.
6: I'm just trying to get out. (laughs)
3: The nor'easter walloped much of the northeast for more than 24 hours. Plows struggled to keep pace, some dumping snow anywhere they could. In Worcester, Massachusetts, they've already gotten more this season than they did all of last season. And it was a near record in New York City, which got hit with 17 inches of snow. If you can stay home, it's still best while the cleanup is continuing. There were at least four fatalities, but slick roads caused hundreds of accidents, like this red pickup in Halifax, Massachusetts. In Stanford, Connecticut, firefighters rescued two people from a sinking truck after it plunged into icy waters. And police on the Jersey Shore helped this woman escape the floodwaters that surrounded her home. Now, here in Verona, New Jersey, where it's still coming down, by the way, you see just how much snow plows have had to clear in the last 24 hours. Now, some warmer temperatures and rainfall this Friday should help everything begin to melt. But that probably won't be enough as we have even more cold weather coming. The coldest air temperatures of the year, in addition to even more snow back here on the East Coast this Super Bowl Sunday, Nora.
2: All right. Well, I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl. Mola thank you. Tonight, the president is signaling he does not intend to negotiate the terms of his COVID relief bill. He came out of Monday's nearly two hour meeting with Senate Republicans determined to go big. We get more now from CBS's Ed O'Keefe.
5: State of affairs. Thank president you. Biden pushing ahead with his nearly $2 trillion COVID relief plan today, telling Senate Democrats in a lunchtime call that the Republican counteroffer of $600 billion isn't enough for this crisis. We cannot, cannot afford to dither, delay, or dilute. We need a big, bold package along the lines of what President Biden has proposed. Democrats are trying to fast-track the president's proposal with or without Republican support. Minority leader Mitch McConnell, who once used the same tools to push through a $1.5 trillion tax cut, Afternoon. criticized Democrats.
3: They've chosen a totally... Uh, partisan path. I think that's unfortunate.
5: Also tonight, the current president is trying to reverse some of the former president's most controversial decisions regarding immigration. I'm not making new law. I'm eliminating bad policy. Executive orders signed today seek to reunite about 600 children separated from their parents under President Trump's zero tolerance border crackdown. Most of the parents have been deported back to Mexico or Central America. Mr. Biden is also seeking to reverse the Trump-era policy requiring thousands of asylum seekers to stay in Mexico as their cases are processed. But the White House said today the changes are not an invitation for migrants to start heading towards the U.S. border.
6: This is not the time to come to the United States. We need the time to put in place uh, an immigration process so people can be treated humanely.
5: Most of the changes set in motion by the president today, including the sensitive task of reuniting those families, will be overseen by the new Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, who was confirmed just this afternoon. Born in Cuba, he's the first immigrant to oversee a department responsible for most immigration policy. Nora,
2: Ed O'Keefe, at the White House. Thank you, Ed. We're going to turn now to the economic toll of the pandemic on women. The COVID recession is the first in which more women have lost jobs than men. Experts say the true unemployment rate for women in America at the end of 2020 was 30%. CBS's Adriana Diaz has more as we continue our series, Women and the Pandemic.
6: Tony Perry and Husbands has been trying to juggle her kids' remote learning and a job she loves as a financial coach for low-income families. It was like a boulder just kind of knocked me off my feet. Literally, there were days when I just did not get up. She decided to give up her job. I feel like you didn't didn't, um, succeed in this. You didn't fail. You know, this is also a time where the demands on you grew. Intellectually, I know that, but I got to the point where I had to accept I can't do everything. Let me have a uh, short sec, please. Restaurant owner Francis Tario is struggling to do everything, too. The mother of five is trying to hang on to her landmark Los Angeles diner, to PAR's, after laying off 85 employees, most of them women, and closing their second location. We had sales of only $4.95 a day, a, pie, a slice of pie. Someone would come by just for a slice of pie. It was very sad that you know we had to let go of all those long-term staff. Every day, it's been a challenge. Women held a majority of service jobs lost in the pandemic. And due to the demands of schooling, this fall, four times as many women left the workforce as men. In December alone, 156,000 jobs were lost, all of them from women.
5: It
2: doesn't matter if your productivity is high, if people feel like they're doing a bad job. Um, So giving parents, specifically moms, the support so that they understand that my work cares it can have really big
6: impacts ultimately keeping moms from dropping out. Some people are calling this recession a she session. Absolutely. That's an impossible choice, you know. Weighing especially hard on working women. Adriana Diaz, CBS News, Chicago. You know, we have learned that in the last
2: nine months the
6: number of women participating in
2: the workforce has dropped to its lowest level in three decades. That's why we're doing this series. All right. There is growing outrage tonight after Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny was sentenced to more than two years in prison. Navalny traced a heart on the glass cage where he was being held, a message to his wife. The court ruled Navalny violated probation by flying to Germany for treatment after being poisoned. He blames President Vladimir Putin, calling him today Putin the poisoner. And some bombshell news this evening from Amazon. Jeff Bezos says he's stepping down as CEO, but he is going to stay on as executive chairman. Amazon's founder is reportedly worth close to $200 billion. All right. COVID has taken the life of a beloved hero of the pandemic. Captain Sir Tom Moore kicked off a campaign in the run-up to his 100th birthday last year and raised nearly $45 million for healthcare workers. The World War II veteran was knighted last summer. Many of us have been part of a book club at some point. It involves reading a book, meeting with friends, and perhaps drinking some wine. But a group that calls themselves the Fabulous Ladies Book Club took it one step further. Dr. Carrie Rath is one of only two OBGYNs in her New Mexico County. So when she was asked to help vaccinate her community, she didn't think twice. What was your goal in terms of the health of your town? I've watched our ICUs overflow um, I'm going to try not to cry when I talk about it. Um, We needed a way to extricate ourselves. Mm, Excuse me.
4: And I felt like this was how we could do it.
2: You've seen the real costs. I have. But she knew she couldn't do it alone. So Dr. Rath reached out to the first people that came to mind, her book club they're my girls they're who i call when i need something (laughs) it only took one text to the fabulous ladies book club and they were all in and casey did you think i already have a full-time job i don't have time to do this no not at all because i had
6: no idea the magnitude (laughs) that
7: it would be i'm like sure
2: only the medical professionals give the shots the rest they handle the logistics after 21 clinics the fabulous ladies are on their way to fully vaccinating 2,300 people. What do your families think about all this? I brought both
6: of my children in to help,
2: and we were heading home. My son, he said, Mom, I think what you're doing is really special, and it's really important. This sounds like a great plot of a good book, a group of women band (laughs) together to save their town. (laughs) Yes, it does sound kind of like a great plot, I agree. They are an incredible group of women, and they are true community organizers. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, our series Women in the Pandemic continues. Could COVID vaccines cause infertility? If you can't watch us live, set your DVR so that you can watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app